0: message. Hey, welcome everybody. Uh, For people that don't know me, my name is Jordan and I'm one of the pastors here at Global Heart Church and with my beautiful wife Bianca, we get to oversee our kids, youth and young adult ministries. And tonight, I just want to take the next 15 or so minutes to talk to you about the idea of God is the gardener. And I'm really hoping that whether it is your first time at church tonight or your hundredth time, that you're greatly encouraged, that you leave really full of faith and really believing for God to do and continue to do something great in and through your life. So I've got about 2.6 scriptures and a couple of stories all about how God is the gardener. So let me pray for you. And uh, whether you're at home or out and about or in your bed by yourself with people, why don't you pray with me right now and really believe that God is gonna say something to you. So let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for technology, that we can do this. We thank you for, Lord, your house. We thank you for church, God. Even though we're not meeting in the building, we are still the church. And Father, we just ask that right now, Lord, all ages, wherever people are at, whatever they're going through, that Father, you'd speak to them, that Lord, they would just become more like you and continue to step into the purpose that you have for them in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm gonna open with a scripture as we continue to talk about God being the gardener and I wanna read from John 15 verse one and this is about the vine and the branches and it says this, Jesus speaking, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the words I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 6. If you do not remain in me you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burned i've just got to take my gloves off for the next part if you remain in me and my words remain in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you and verse 8 this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourself to be my disciples i love that passage of scripture Jesus talking about how he is the true vine and that God, the Father, is the gardener. Now, I reckon that you can tell a lot about what pastors are going through or exciting events in their life at the time because of what they preach about or because of what counsel they give. Um, you, You know someone's just bought a car if they get up and preach a message about what kind of mileage can God get out of you or what's fueling your life or when someone has a child. I know Pastor Izzy, when he first had Ezra, there was messages coming out, great preaching about God being a father and uh, great messages about finding that quiet place with God. Um, or when someone, you know, a, a preacher or a pastor's team wins in sport, they're usually preaching about being a champion, don't be a docker, things like that. And so for me, uh, the season Bianca and I are in, we, we just bought a house and this is the first time ever I've had my own garden. I've got to look after my own garden. And uh, you've got to know that prior to this season, I knew nothing about gardening. I thought a bird of paradise was a budgie. And so I'm growing every day in my knowledge of plants and gardening. And it's such a cool thing because once we got the place and we started doing some work out the back, um, I actually really enjoyed it. And I'm not someone that would have considered myself a gardening person or a plant person. But in this season, I've really enjoyed it. I'm getting excited about it. I saw our panties the other day getting flowers and I was pumped. And it's a funny thing because as I was gardening, even when I snapped the retic, I could feel like God was just speaking to me through it. And uh, as I'm getting things out of the soil and raking stuff, planting things, watering things, it's funny how in doing things like that, that God can really speak to your heart and really speak to your mind. And I found myself out in the garden with my Bunnings hat on, I'm thinking about how God is like a gardener, and how in the process of me gardening, I was learning so much about myself and so much about God. And I really wanna share a bit about that tonight. And the the funny thing is, is as you look in the scripture, as you open your Bible and look for references to gardening and farming, plants, soil, there is an incredible amount of stuff throughout scripture that relates to that, an incredible amount. So what I'm gonna try and do tonight is go through a couple of those things, draw out some points, and I hope that if you're already a Christian, it really encourages you, really inspires you. But if you're not a Christian, if you've not yet invited God into your life, I really hope and pray that this message will just soften your heart and open you up to the idea that God could be a loving father for you and, and be the tender to your life. Someone that looks after you, someone that wants to grow you and help you step into the, all the potential that you have, but most importantly, uh, save you and, and give you a great... Uh, eternal life, give you security about where you stand with God. So I'm going to believe that's going to happen. So firstly, what we find in scripture, right at the beginning in Genesis, we see that God creates the heavens and the earth. But I love chapter two, verse eight. It says that God plants a garden. And I like this idea that quite early on, God is kind of presented as a type of gardener or, or at least a planter, someone who plants something. And then I like what he does with Adam. He, he gets Adam to be the caretaker or he, he, he allows Adam to be the, the looker after of that garden. And I like that that sh- says to me that God cares about that garden's health, its fruitfulness. I like that it, it shows us that God uh, cared about the, the crops and cared about what was placed there. And he's kind of presented to us as a type of gardener very early on. Um, in verse 40, uh, sorry, chapter 47 of Genesis we, we hear about Joseph and what he did with Egypt in helping them get through a famine and so many other places and a lot of it was to do with wisdom he got from God about navigating that season with their farming, with their sowing and their reaping. Um, you look in the Old Testament and a lot of the law, a lot of what God passed down to the Israelites in the Old Testament was about farming and planting, it was sowing and reaping, how to navigate harvest. In um, Leviticus 25, it says, six years you shall sow, six years you prune, during the seventh let the land rest, let the land have a Sabbath. And Deuteronomy, God blesses the Israelites and he, say, he gives them a blessing and says, God will bless your soil. And then in Psalms 92, there's a heap of references to plants and plants flourishing and farming and gardening. And it says this in 92 verse 13 in Psalms, it says planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. So again, a a planting, a person being planted. And then you see all throughout Isaiah, especially in, in chapters 50 through to 60, Heaps of mentions of gardening uh, gardening, and, and us as humans being likened to a flourishing garden. Chapter 58 says the Lord will guide you. He will satisfy your needs in sun-scorched land. He will strengthen your frame and you'll be like a well-watered garden. I love Isaiah 61 verse 11, it says, For as the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes the things sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. For the mums and dads and the, and the husbands and wives at home, there's a lot of mention, mentions of uh, gardening and plants in Song of Solomon, some that will make you blush, But again, lots of gardening in there. In Galatians, we see a man reaps what he sows. Amos 9.14, use your hands, cultivate unused land, plant and harvest. Then we get into uh, the New Testament with Jesus. And Matthew 13, we have the parable of the sower. Such an awesome story that I remember hearing about as a kid where someone sows seed and there is good soil, there's bad soil, there's rocky soil, there's one with thorns which comes and takes the seeds. It's amazing how much of the, the Bible is about gardening and planting and sowing and reaping, harvesting, farming, tending to things. And what is amazing also is that you, you see in the life of Jesus that before he goes to the cross, he actually spends time in a garden. And that, that garden was the garden of Gethsemane, which actually means the oil press. And uh, Jesus spends time in the garden of Gethsemane before going to the cross and being crushed for us and then where the tomb was and the place of his resurrection, that, that was also a garden. And when uh, the, the, the women got to the tomb, um, one of them mistakes Jesus for the gardener. And I just, I just begin to think that none of that's by mistake. God is speaking to us about something there. He wants us to uh, receive something or change something as we, as we see that. Um, and I love what Jesus said and I, and I opened with this verse where Jesus says, I am the true vine, And my father is the gardener and again my message tonight is is that God is the gardener and uh, you might be sitting at home looking at all the plants around me and I've got got a few little props here and stuff and you might be thinking Jordan that's great love all the references but why does that matter Um, I want to tell you that matters because who we are and who God is fits so well into the picture of a gardener and their garden. It matters because God, like a great gardener, cares so much for you and I. He cares about our health, he cares about our growth, he cares about our fruitfulness. Um, It matters because God cares so much that we abide in the vine, abide into Jesus, that we remain in him, that we remain in faith as he tends to us and as he prunes us. Um, The gardening analogies matter because The state of your soil matters. God wants to speak to your heart, your mind and your soul. He wants to speak to the the depths of who you are. It matters because God wants us to be protected against weeds, unwanted things that can come to take away our fruitfulness or can come to actually make us shrivel up. Um, God wants us firmly planted and planted in the house of God. Um, He he wants us not planted in a small pot, uh, but wants us to be planted in an environment where we can grow into all that God has called us to be. It matters because we learn a lot about who we are and about who God is, but we learn a lot about where we fit in the picture of a gardener and the gardening. I'd love it if we had enough time to talk about all that stuff, but I just want to focus on two things, two things tonight about gardening and about God and about you and about me, which hopefully encourages you. And point number one is this, is that God is the gardener. You probably saw that coming, but that's my point. God is the gardener and you might be thinking, George, that's great, very cliche. But I really want you to grab a hold of that idea and really see yourself as a plant or a tree being tended to by a loving father that knows what you are, knows your potential, knows what you need, even when you don't know, he he knows. And uh, as I was in the backyard with my garden, you know, we're we're putting in plants at the house and doing stuff. It's a funny thing because I I was kind of thinking about God and about gardening and I think sometimes I like to see myself as the gardener of my own life. Um, But the reality is, is that God is the gardener. He is the one that is in control and He's the one that can give you what you need. And we really need to trust God. We need to trust Him and know that His timing is, is perfect. Um, that what he gives us is perfect. What he takes away is so good for us. Um, me and Bianca went and bought a bird of paradise from a nursery near our house. And, and the guy was like a bit of a plant expert. And he, he gave us this little one in a pot and it had kind of a droopy leaf, uh, but it looked good to me. And man, the guy just grabbed the the, the the thing and just was like, oh, before you go, let me get that for you. And just snipped the whole thing right off the top. And And I was like, man, I just, just paid for this and now you've cut something off, which to me looked good, um, but he knew more than I did and he's actually a gardener. (laughs) I I don't even know what half the things are, but anyway, he cut it off because he knew more than I did. He knew it's going to benefit the plant and when we trust and know that God is the gardener, we are okay with what he gives us and we're also okay with what he takes from us. I think there's so much peace and actually freedom and just trusting that what God adds and takes away from our life is doing us good. And it's a funny thing because if God is the gardener, where does our responsibility lie? And I think if you think about a plant, what has the plant got to do? I think the plant just has to receive. The plant's got to receive. I've never gone to water my plant and had it try and fight the hose off me. Um, plants just receive the water and the, and the food. And I think that's what we need to look like before God when God is giving us something. We just have to stand and receive that. And I'm so grateful that that's the part I played in my own salvation because I just received the grace of God, responded to his, his gift to us, and I've received it. And that's my, that's my job. And he's the gardener and he has provided me uh, what I need. I think about other responsibilities plants have. Uh, plants just need to spread their roots out. And I think what an encouragement to you and I that wherever God plants us, if you feel the Lord planting you in a certain church or a place or a city or a calling, we've got to just let, trust God. This is where you've placed me. I'm going to get my roots in deep and, and begin to flourish in that place. The other thing is that you know plants, their responsibility is just to weather the storms, trusting that the gardener's going to come back to maybe fix you up um, and, and maybe trim some things off. And I think that's what we've got to do as well. We've got to trust that God's the gardener. When we go through a storm and things are maybe broken or taken away or things are washed away, we've got to know the gardener's coming back to help us, to give us what we need, to restore us, to fix us. You know, me and Bianca did a thing, I don't don't even know what it's called, I've gone blank in the moment, but where you take a plant out of one place and and you kind of repot it in something else. I think it's the same thing. We've got to trust God if God is going to do that in our life and move us, move us into something new and exciting. We just got to trust that God's the gardener And uh, the important thing about knowing that is that if He is the gardener, we are not. We've got to allow God to be God. We've got to give Him back the authority of our life. And we've got to trust that He's sovereign. What He chooses to do with us and through us is completely up to Him, where He wants to place us. And rather than let that frustrate you, man, let that fill you with adventure, a sense of, wow, what could God do? full of excitement at the possibilities of what God could do. I just feel like you know Bianca and me together, we just wanna strap in for the ride that God set before us. I don't know what he's gonna do, but I'm just excited that he's the gardener making the decisions and moving us forward. And we're not, we've just gotta be faithful with what we've been asked to do and called to do by God. And I wanna encourage you in this season, man, there's a lot of pruning happening, a lot of movement happening, a lot of uncertainty maybe ahead. Can I just encourage you, be faithful with what it is that God has asked you to do in this season. Be faithful to the Word of God, doing what it says, and just strap in for the ride. Just know that God has a great plan. It's to prosper you, not to harm you. And it's, it's going to be something that gives Him glory and helps you become who He's called you to be. we just got to receive. We've got to be patient. And uh, I think being encouraged by scriptures, you know, like Matthew 6, where it talks about flowers and, and the lilies of the field, and they're not worrying about things. It says they're not, they're not uh, striving, uh, but God gives them everything they need. I, I want to be like that, And uh, I've never gone back to the house and seen our date palm popping out for some new leaves. It it knows it's coming in as it just receives what the gardener gives it. And I think we've got to be the same. My second point is that Jesus Christ is the true vine. So we've got number one, that God is the gardener. And number two, that Jesus Christ is the true vine. That scripture I started with, I love that scripture. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. And I love this picture of, of, the, of the vineyard, a you know, beautiful vineyard, and Jesus Christ is the true vine, and we've just got to fix in to him. We've got to abide in him, the scripture says. Abide in Christ, and I love that word abide. It speaks of a harmony of two things coming together, uh, working together, it, it's a, um, like agreeing in something and abiding together. There's a great worship song called Abide by House It's off the chain but I love this image of us abiding in Christ. We've got to stay in Christ. And I don't know much about vineyards and wine and stuff like that, but I do know that you can actually graft something into a vine. And I was checking it out on YouTube before, which makes me an expert. And uh, you can graft, uh, you know, different, (laughs) different vines into a vineyard. And I love that we have the opportunity in Christ to be grafted in to the family of God where we can come alive, step into our potential and be loved on and tended to by God the Father, God the Gardener, where He will give us everything we need. He will prune us to be fruitful. He will help us to step into who He's called us to be. And I want to encourage you, whoever's watching, whether you're a Christian or not, I want you to know your full potential is found in allowing God to do a work in your life. It is found in staying with Jesus, abiding in Him. You know, the amazing thing about our relationship with Jesus is is that He is in me, but I am in Him. And I want to encourage you that not only will your life be fully awakened in a relationship with Christ, but, but true life is found in a relationship with Christ where through him we have salvation from sin. Our eternity will be secured. We'll have a loving relationship with the Father. And I want to encourage you tonight to make that decision to allow Jesus into your life and then to now abide in him and see him do an amazing work in your life. So what I'd love to do just as I'm closing is I would love to give people the opportunity to invite Jesus into their life. Perhaps for the first time or maybe for the second or third time. Maybe you did invite Jesus into your life a while ago but you feel like you've walked away. Can I encourage you through this prayer you can be grafted back in to the family of God. And if it is your first time, you're not, you've never been a Christian before, you've never you know, prayed and invited God into your life, I want to give you this opportunity to do that. And it's a simple thing that we do in believing in our heart and then confessing with our mouth. But something amazing takes place when we do that, where we are transformed from the inside out. The Bible uses these words, a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. I want to encourage you, take this opportunity right now to to receive that transformation, to become new, to have your sins forgiven, to enter into a relationship with God. So wherever you are right now, I'd love to pray for you and I'd love to pray with you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a short prayer and if you want to pray this prayer, if you want to invite God into your heart, I want to encourage you to repeat this prayer after me. And then straight after this a link will come up which you can click on and someone will get in touch with you to help you on this faith journey. But I would love to pray for you first. So whether this is your first time or you've done this before, I want to pray with you and invite God into our lives. God the gardener to come and help us become all that we can be. So let's pray together. Just say, dear Jesus, thank you so much for your free gift of salvation. Tonight, God, I want to invite you into my life as my Lord and as my Saviour. I'm sorry, God, for living life my own way. Help me now to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. Well, hey, if you just prayed that prayer, congratulations. What an amazing decision. What an amazing step. And I want to encourage you again, if you did just pray that prayer for the first time, please click on the link. Uh, It's either down here or over there somewhere. Um, But click on that link, get in touch with us. We would love to help you on this journey with God. I'd like to just pray one more time. Uh, for everybody that's listened to this message, I want to pray that God would to, would continue to do an abundant work in our lives, but I want to pray for all of us to be in a position and in a posture to receive, to allow God to be the gardener, to release that control back to him, to say, God, you're sovereign, prune what you need to, give me what you need to, take away what you need to. Um, but I really want to pray that we would do that um, as a church, as a people, and allow God to do a great work in us and for us to not... Tell him what that is. So let me pray for all of us as we do that. Father, we just absolutely trust you. We know that you love us, that you have a great plan for us. Lord, that you have plans to prosper us. And Lord God, I pray for everyone that's listening. Father, would you continue to do an abundant work in us? And God, we just invite you to come and do whatever it is that you want to do. Father, we would say, Lord, prune what you need to, take away what you need to. God, we want to be like you. We want to be effective for you. So help us, God, to be soft and open, Let you be the gardener in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you everybody for joining us in this message. I hope you really enjoyed it and uh, stick around because there's lots of great things coming up. How great was that service? We hope that you feel encouraged and blessed. Hey, if it was your first time joining us tonight or your first time back in a while, we'd love to know and we'd love to stay connected with you. It'd be great if you checked out the link in the description below to our contact card. If you fill out that contact card, one of our team will be in touch as soon as possible. We hope that you're staying up to date with everything that's happening via social media. We have so much available to help equip you throughout this season. Church, we love you. We're looking forward to seeing you again on Sunday morning for church at 10am. Have a great weekend and God bless.